2: Speaking of like music that's big, I got my new Rolling Stone today with had which had a Miley Cyrus on the cover, like covering up her breasts with her hands, and just it was the end of the year, so it was like the top ten like most streamed songs of 2020. It's just all music that I do not listen to, which you know just reinforces the fact that I'm a 40 year old white guy at this point. But I listen to all 10 of them, and it is fun to kind of listen to like okay, well, what's like the music that's make like like WAP was one of them.
1: Right, mm-hmm.
2: it is not a good song. Like I listened to it, I was like, "There's nothing special that that like sticks out about this song, other than it's talking about wet ass pussy." Like uh, maybe the video. Well, like, what's, the it one, what's it
0: about? What's it about? Wet, <laughs> wet
2: ass, private parts. How do I, don't, I don't <laughs> mean private parts? Um, <laughs> wet ass <laughs> privates. Wet ass privates.
0: so there's a gold bond situation. Have you guys heard of gold uh. bond powder for a? Okay.
2: <laughs> but I will say there, there's. The number one song was a song by Roddy Rich. Do y'all know him? Nope. It's called "The Box," but it's something like again. I don't listen to much hip hop, but it's something like when I listened to it, I was like, "This is a good song." I can see Ooh, why this cool. like people listen to this. There was a song by Megan The Stallion called "Savage," which is very catchy. You know, and you like, like, "I'm a bad bitch" and all this other stuff. I'm, I'm classy and that. sassy, whatever. I'm not gonna try to sing the song, but oh, yeah, <laughs> I heard you that on
3: SNL when she did it. Think it's more that
2: Josh. I'm a, I'm a bad bitch. No, I'm not going to try to. Um, I like
0: that song that Cardi B was big for, like, in 2019. I don't remember what it was, but it was pretty cool.
2: To me, like, when I listen to stuff, and that could go, it's not just hip-hop and stuff. I mean, it could go for, like, pop country or anything like that that I'm not just not going to listen to. I'll listen to it and be like, I understand why people listen to this, but I just, that's the only value it has for me is, like, I understand why this is catchy. It's not something I need to listen to again.
0: Let me ask you this. This is something I find myself doing. I I find that I am more critical And less about music Like genres that I are my Are my kind of bread and butter Like rock and country and, and blues yeah. and, Than I am like with hip hop or pop I'm really much more Tolerant of whatever folks want to do But I think it's just because I'm so Close to those other like rock and stuff That like if it's someone's If I feel like someone's I don't know just kind of bullshitting me Or there's not then I'm just kind of like.
2: What? No, that makes perfect sense because it's like this is what I listen to. This is what like I indulge in. Right, it's my The thing. other stuff it's I don't. Time. I don't really relate to this at all. But I understand why it's catchy or why somebody does. Yeah. I, but I don't like. Great. This is a good song. I don't. I'm not going to listen to it again. Or sometimes, you do find songs that you listen to that are some would say what guilty pleasures. Is that? Oh
0: <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Well, I think something like that. Yeah. What are there? Uh. Would you guys have any? Do you, anything that you are? Uh, Let's let's hear the dirty truth of what you guys. Okay,
2: so how what how are we categorizing it? Is this like a song that you would be so a guilty pleasure is that it's something that you are guilty listening to, like, you wouldn't be, like, <laughs> you would not be happy if someone pulled up next to you on the road and you were singing this song. Yeah, Like, yeah, the exactly. windows would be rolled up. They right. wouldn't know not what song you're singing.
0: Like, like, for example, yeah. for me, one of my The favorite,
2: windows
3: rolled up, that's a
2: good one. Like, the song comes up. It's not like the the, Tom, the Tommy Boy thing where you look at each other. It's just, like, when you're by yourself and the song comes out and you're like, I'm about to jam this, you're like, windows are going up. There Nobody's going to hear never <laughs> any reason to have any
0: shame about the Carpenters. Never any reason to have any shame about the Carpenters. <laughs> Um, like for example A song that I Like I find myself singing And I'm just like Oh my god It's so ridiculous Is that a But I absolutely love the song Is the um, Don't Go Breaking My Heart By Elton John and Kiki D <laughs> I'm just like And it's just like Sitting in it So like 70s Like Yes It's it, it, Fucking incredible I, song though <sighs>
2: I don't know if I would even consider I like my guilty pleasures are way more I'd feel way more guilty about it. I'm them. not saying that I'm <laughs> yeah, not saying my I'm just, just, I'm just, say, I'm break just break dipping my Yeah, I mean, me. there's
3: a difference between <laughs> guilty pleasure and songs you're straight up embarrassed. <laughs> like I'm just <laughs> dipping
0: my toe in the pool here. I'm not going full on here. I just want to see what you guys said so I can uh What would you guys got?
2: Well, I would um, say I will say this for some reason the other day the ace of bass the sign was in my head, which is oh, not why. something that I but like that it came out at a you know, when I was like eleven or ten, and it was very ubiquitous at the time. So, it, and it's and it's catchy. I don't know. I, I didn't even hear it. I, I didn't even hear the words "Ace of Base" or the sign, and it was just in my head one day.
3: One of my coworkers <laughs> the other day, slacked me. She she hit me up for something about work, and then I <clears throat> was like, "By the way, um, Ace of Base still rocks," and sent me the song um, "All That She Wants Is oh Another God. Baby." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. No, that's not my guilty pleasure. What you got, um, Neil? I would say there's one, there's there's two songs uh, in two categories. Like, there's one that's kind of like a cheesy kind of love song that I've always gravitated to. It's that um, Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. If yep. I lay here.
2: I know
0: what you're
3: talking
2: about.
0: I know that song.
3: If I just lay here.
2: I don't even know if I would feel guilty about that either. I don't even consider having a guilty pleasure. It's that's a good really song. about it. It's not
0: I right.
3: would a a, <laughs> I would roll up the window. If,
2: <laughs> it would register on the guilty scale, but it wouldn't like be over past fifty percent, you know.
3: And then one song that's just bonkers that I 90, really like. Ninety degrees. Um, sorry. Is um, that I don't care? I love it. Like
2: club song.
3: I don't care. I love
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I, I, that also like when I'm th- when if I think guilty pleasure. Okay, first of all, categories by like having older siblings like in the 80s like I got an older sister so like there's some like cheesy hits from the 80s that I will jam when they come on because I know as, all well, the ones such as like say well, like like Chicago has some songs like uh oh, stay the night or, I see. or or hard to say I'm sorry no, that's or, a,
0: that's a good song
2: that's or look good. away even like they're they're super or Richard marks uh oh you dirty right here waiting like i'll jam that the the windows are going up and i'm right here waiting to sing that song yeah yeah now would you would you would you call like journey faithfully or open arms
0: no that's he's now and
3: the thing about the 80s is it's almost mixed in like there's so much guilty pleasure in the 80s it's almost part of the the sound
0: i got one you can feel guilty about with chicago (laughs) the 80s is a guilty pleasure
2: yes yes
0: (laughs) the uh, the one from the karate kid too
2: I'll oh, be that's be oh, yes. who will fight. What's better, that's that? Just, that's just, that's just better, Peter Sotero, that though. That's just Peter Cetera. Oh, yeah, that's okay, not Chicago. Right.
0: Nice. Uh, what's, that's Peter what, what's Cetera better, going solo. What's better, that or Blaze of Glory, Young um, Guns 2, John Bon Jovi? Best sequel song.
2: Blaze of
3: Glory. It's a better song. Was, the one that was in Robin Hood, the Brian
0: Adams. Oh. Oh, anything, <laughs> everything I do, I do it for you? Yeah. Oh, oh it's That's so so right up
2: there with like Bon Jovi, Always. That's like a, a mid 90s, you know. Always. I'll be, I don't know. It came out when I was in sixth grade. I just huh. remember sixth grade dances. Hands on hips, hands on shoulders. Do you know a song by Mike and the Mechanics called The Living Years?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that video and everything. Well, the, like the, I remember Mike. He has and the, the hand duster hand. on. He's like walking around the beach. He's like, <laughs> Duster on the beach. <laughs>
1: in the Living Years. Well, yeah, bum, yeah it's, bum, 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 bum. Every generation
0: yeah. <laughs> I got one Blames for you one. I mean, Super cheesy I, I had to uh, You know Teaching guitar I was teaching Somebody a song Years ago And ever since I taught this song To somebody This guy It just stuck in my head Motherfucking I want it Oh yeah that away. Tell me that's, it. that's a it, oh.
2: That's a very good Well written pop song I mean it's It's
3: I must say A very Very guilty pleasure Like Back in the day, like when they first came out, it was my jam. Was Milli Vanilli was my jam back
2: in the day. Oh I don't know if that's a guilty pleasure though. I, think, I feel like.
3: <laughs> well, come on, blame it on the rain. Like I think they're actually
0: found guilty in court of something. I mean, there's definitely there's some guilt involved <laughs> it was, there. It was there, guilty. Some
2: guilt. <laughs> <laughs> I would say more recently though, like I, especially like coming at like I listened to a lot of Dave Matthews Band at a certain point, like probably no 14, shame 15... Well, there was some shame in that. Dave well, Matthews Band well, 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 is well, not considered cool. Important mm-hmm. interjection
0: today is Jimmy Page's and Dave Matthews' birthday.
2: Nice, okay. happy birthday to nice. uh, two rock legends. <laughs> <laughs> here's a here's a real guilty pleasure what from like the last twenty years. Your body is a wonderland by oh, John Mayer. Fuck you! I even, you I should be ashamed. That.
0: that is an <laughs> atrocious song. <laughs> that is such a bad song. I may or may not.
2: Turn that off if it comes on
0: Once again I had mm-hmm. to teach somebody the song mm-hmm. I'm not a girl I was walking around for two weeks Not yet a woman Singing a Britney Spears song to myself Just like <laughs> Jesus Christ I can't believe I, I'm doing this Hey
2: man Britney Spears got some <clears throat> Toxic Was it was a jam When I was Ending my college years
0: I was, I, I was actually making this point To somebody the other day I was like If a song's good enough You'll sing it Even if you don't even agree With the lyrics At all Pretty it's, much Like that It song. doesn't matter It like, doesn't matter like, Oh, black velvet. Is I don't that think good that's song? a guilty that a good pleasure. Song? That's
2: just a good song. Yeah,
0: is it a good song? Uh, my, I, don't I, I don't. I don't think it's either. It's a good like. It sounds like a, a, a cologne commercial. Oh, black boy. velvet. Oh, okay. so How about, it sounds like The Strokes then. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds about right.
2: <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> you are listening to Pod gave rock and roll to you, and this week. We will be discussing The Strokes' first song on their first EP, The Modern Age.
3: So I chose this song, and uh, first of all, I'll start out with a, a caveat. I was late to The Strokes party. I remember the first time I gave them a good listen was with... Uh, <laughs> but I what? was lubed in the front
0: <laughs> Even though I was late for the strokes <laughs> glad, party But I was still lubed right? He was running All late right. but he was pre-lubed
3: <laughs> do, do I need to start again?
0: <laughs> Please tell me their second album is called Different Strokes, first hit, what you talking about Willis
2: It's actually called Room on Fire Okay, sorry Okay
0: I'm sure I've said this before, but anytime my stomach gets tired from laughing, I, I feel like God's like, you don't deserve to have this much fun. You're not in <laughs> no. shape enough to enjoy life this exactly. much. You're not in shape
2: enough. Piece of my shit. stomach is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Okay. All right, Neil. It's all you, buddy. All
3: me. So I remember the first time I really gave the strokes a good listen, driving through Mississippi with my good buddy Josh here. We listened to, like, the first three albums back to back. Yeah. Had a good time. Just, what were we, in your mom's... We were in my... michi or something? My
2: grandmother, who was already passed away at the time, her Toyota Cressida, 1983, uh, which had about 40,000 miles on it because she never drove. (laughs) And it had a CD player.
3: Oh, it did? it did? We didn't have, like, a Discman hooked up to the tape deck? Oh, you're right. We did have a Discman <laughs> hooked up to yeah. the tape, tape deck, yeah. In the Cressida. But anyway, and just, I mean, I, I really dig the Strokes. I also married a huge Strokes fan. I picked this one specifically because um, it's one of the songs that started it all for them. Um, it was the first song on their first EP. And I think aptly titled The Modern Age. And like so many Stroke songs, it's just... I like being in that place. It's just fun to listen to. It's a good time. It's got a lot of attitude. And one could say that the Strokes have a false attitude, but I don't really agree with that. It's worked for, for so long, for so many years. I feel like it really ushered in a good new sound in rock and roll and kind of launched the Strokes career. Jonathan, tell me why I'm wrong.
0: Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I definitely... I've learned that, you know, it's obviously silly to debate art because you know you like what you like it's like debating i don't know fucking pumpkin pie whatever it was like if you like it you like it whatever but i can't expand on why i don't really why they don't really resonate with me and why the song doesn't i mean the first thing i hear when i hear them is someone imitating the velvet underground and yeah, in a it's fair pretty half-assed way it's like the the meat like they took out the most mediocre parts of the velvet underground and just kind of rode that with like cool names and style and attitude and new york art scene self-aggrandizement so i mean it's fine it's just uh, to me feels like imitation rock like if egg substitute what is egg substitute is the eggs i feel like the strokes are a rock and roll it's like it's a thing i guess but it's not really what I listen to music for.
2: Breaking down the song, this song specifically, it's a driving rock song. Uh, it is the second song, like Neil said, it's the first song on their first EP. It's also the second song on their debut. This is it, uh, and it sounds like it. You know, I mean, I this isn't my favorite Stroke song. It's not my favorite Stroke song on this album. Uh, but in saying that, I don't dislike the song. It, it has a lot of dis- I like a lot of parts of of it, but I also have an issue with the song because of that as well it seems like more of a collage than a complete piece of art i i i don't like as a song as a whole like as a complete song it's not something i want to man i gotta listen to that again or or, or anything like there's nothing that really sticks with me about the song but when i'm in the song when i'm listening to it it's kind of messy it 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 rocks i I enjoy it i enjoy listening to it in the song for sure
3: well What you said, uh, like a collage, I kind of agree with that. And it's one of the reasons I picked this. Um, When I first saw The Strokes was in 2016 at Governor's Ball. And they opened with a song. And I was, like, I had a lot of, you know, I'd built up a lot of expectation for the show. And they came out. And just those first chords and the the way they came into the song, that is like a collage of a lot of their kind of styles to come.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely this song, if you like the strokes or if you you know think they're imitation rock or whatever it's this is everything that they do in one song you know it, this is everything that they were going to to do the, from this st- like the staccato guitars and just the the kind of straightforward drums some rock and guitar solos his kind of drony robotic voice mm-hmm. it, and that like they kinda, almost in the chorus it kind of where it kind of flattens out i mean that's just something they do that's their sound
0: it's funny you say collage because i've always thought of like hip hop or sampling as a collage, where it's like you're literally taking different bits and, and cutting and putting it together and making it a new thing, and that I can even appreciate because it's like you're there again, you're taking you're juxtaposing styles, this and that. To me, this isn't a collage because it's just like a a knockoff. To me, this just feels like a knockoff.
2: I, I, a knockoff of. Like this song doesn't remind me of any Velvet Underground. Are you song.
0: serious? Like white light, white heat. <Anfang> <filter> it's just like that monotone one note talk singing. No, I
3: mean he's he definitely self admittedly mm-hmm. he was listening to a lot of Lou Reed at this moment. And um, are you talking about just the vocals? No, no. Well, it's everything the- about it. It's low tech, garagey. Stop pretending. Yeah, sure. That sounds <laughs> I mean, like mm, Lou it's- Reed singing, like an but, like- but though. It's like no, a- but it's, but man, so much of music is. <laughs> Like inspiration, and right, but this you know, is... Imita- why me. do all the people everyone play the same blues licks, you know, because they're good.
0: but the I mean, ones who stand out do little... something different with it. And to me, they're not doing anything different. This yeah, just sounds are. like they are some... they're,
2: they're, they're much, but there's... he but he also does a little little Richard callback in the song. I mean, you know, with his it's so like i i don't I don't have any problem with like they have a lot with, of influences with that.
3: i I'll, I'll agree with that. And they and I think, I don't think they did them a disservice. I hear it, and I love. It. I love Velvet Underground. It's part of why I like them. I get that. I don't think it's a knock, though. I don't. What they went on to do, I don't think that that is a fair criticism. Well, when I know. say
2: collage, though, I'm also saying like if I, I know the their whole catalog, I'm a fan of The Strokes. They weren't like my favorite band of that era, uh, which you know I was in college when this stuff came out, so I mean this was like right down my alley. Like I would rather listen to kind of other bands of that era than, you know, the Stro- Strokes and Interpol, another band that kind of is associated with the New York rock scene at that time, which I, I just never got into at all. Um, I just think these guys have some really good songs. It, but what they're doing in this, you kind of hear from this staccato guitars and the drums t- to the guitar. So like, it's all the things that they do. I just don't think this is like the complete package of the song that, let uh, say, you know, some of the stuff from their second album, like Reptilia or 1251. Mm-hmm. I like the first song. I like This Is It better than the song as well. Yeah, so. and... Wrong. The actual name of the song is Is This It?
3: To Jonathan's point, I think that this, if there is their, their most Velvet Underground-y Lou Reed song, This Is It, is this it? <laughs> I... <laughs> no, but... I kind of picked it because I really love it because, um, like I said, they opened a show with it, and I think it's just such a good primer for their sound because it was one of their first songs, and they, they still, 20 years later, opened shows with it. It just says a lot about the song as just being like, you know, we've talked about it before, but I think it is very anthemic. It's a it's a, it's like the Strokes anthem. It's, it's actually more um, upbeat, the lyrics. Last than, Night is the, the anthem from this album. No, but sure, yeah, that was the most popular song. But I, I I find this one also the most memorable song.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. With a with a hook that you like. This song really doesn't have. I mean, I know it says it has a chorus, but it doesn't. Like, if we can go ahead and get to the songwriting, I mean, it it really doesn't have a chorus.
3: It. I mean, it does officially, but no, I hear you. One of the best things about The Strokes is Julian's um, his delivery is like a, a like a one liner fucking dry comic you know what i mean well, yeah i think this song is a, a, a smattering of like just great rock lyrics there's a lot of like little stuff here and there you can take
2: from it um, i don't i don't think the lyrics are super strong in the song i mean it's they're pretty they're pretty milk toast i mean there's some cool little lines here and there yeah, i but, do well, i do like the start to pretend Stop pretending. You know, <laughs> yeah. It seems this game is simply never yeah. ending. Well, that you know. and
0: work hard and say it's easy. That's yeah. It's a good line. And I
2: mean, there's a couple of little, like, cool things he says. I
0: mean, I think it's fine. I, I think my issue with a song like this isn't that it's just terrible. It's just that, like, I don't understand why it ever had a, like, mass appeal. It just seems pretty mediocre to me, I guess, is my issue with it. It seems just pretty fine-ish and i hear that.
3: i don't think there's anything special about any parts of the song, but i think when you bring the band together and the 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 end output is is so great and it really did like like it or not this song specifically was the first one on the first ep that like kind of started a bidding war of labels for their services. You can take that at face value for what it is, you know, that that's people that think it's marketable, that think they can sell this music that doesn't make it good. But I do think it's good and was marketable.
0: Yeah, I mean, and so I will distinguish like between this song and say "Milk" by Kings of Leon, which isn't exactly isn't exactly my cup of tea. But like, as I reiterated a number of times in, in that discussion, I'm impressed by the originality of of the voice of that song, and I think that's what. And here's where you know I'll give. Full disclosure, and I'm trying to distinguish what's just critical versus me just being annoyed. But like, <laughs> I wonder, like, it's like if your dad wasn't didn't own a modeling agency and your name wasn't, and you didn't look like a walking Gucci ad. Like, would there be interest? Like, is how much of this is like, well, yeah, sure, you'll sell because you're self-appointed cool in a self-appointed like cool part of the, the country, and like, that, and that's for to me where it, that's the only side of like the Velvet Underground and that whole. Andy Warhol scene of, like, the self-aggrandizing we're all so cool because we all say we're so cool and if you don't think we're cool, then that just means you're not cool kind of vibe. Yeah. And so yeah. that that definitely rubs rubs me the wrong... I feel like good music, good art is for people... It's like Lester Bang said in Almost Famous, like, cool people's art never lasts. <laughs> it's about the folks who just go out and make a name for themselves Yeah, being nobody. True.
3: Hey, I see how you could think that, but I do think that they... Worked really hard to get where they are and like and really were inspired to create the sound they did. Even a line in the song, work hard and say it's easy. I think they've always worked hard as a band. And they, you know, one of Casablanca's quotes was like, he'd rather be thought of as good than popular. Like, they were obviously trying to just make good music, and he still does today. They're still putting out albums, and they, this story started a long, long
2: time ago. Yeah. So, but we're, we're kind of moving away from the song and just focusing more on the image of the Strokes, which is not really doesn't have anything to. But my point it is, my point is, the song it, is
0: mediocre. If out for the imagery, we wouldn't be talking about it. So that's okay, my point so, but, about the
2: song. Right well, on. so let, let's let, let me give you a different kind of viewpoint of it. So this came out in 2001, I believe. Casablancas wrote this song, right? Yeah, and they were and, fucking kids. And so, for me, say at 18 years old, at that in 2001, freshman year of college this was kind of and you're talking about I know we've talked about in the past that period between like when I was in high school from like 98 to 2000 it was not good rock and not good for rock and roll there was not much good rock and roll at the time and then yeah. when I got to college you had the white stripes kind of burst out on the scene the strokes kind of burst out on the scene Um, Kings of Leon came a little bit after that. Mine Worn a Jacket, who I love, came a little bit after that. But, you know, you had, like, Interpol was there. But, like, those, basically the White Stripes, the Strokes, the LCD sound system, those guys were, like, coming out of New York, right? They were coming out of the, like, an urban landscape. Probably New York was kind of back on the upswing. And, you know, these were guys writing songs about, I don't want to say coming of age, but that kind of period between youth and adulthood. And that's what like this song is basically, if you yeah, read the lyrics, yeah. that's what it's about. It's about yeah. what is the modern age for these kids in their mm-hmm. late teens, early twenties in college, getting out of college as they move into adulthood. Like what's the, is like, is this it? I, it, yeah. it was the album cover in this modern age song is basically somewhat carefree about what your responsibilities are and stuff. And like what you're, what you're going to do it's it's again it, the the lyrics are not that memorable, and I would say just songwriting wise, melodically it's not that memorable either. It's really about his delivery yeah, and, it's and all the music. About the delivery. But
0: I mean, OK Computer came out in '97, and that buries yeah. everybody you mentioned. So like rock and roll, at least per Radiohead was doing great. That,
2: that's totally. an album that came out before the period of time that I said. You said what
0: ninety eight? So it came 98 out
2: ninety eight when I was in high school. Ninety eight to two thousand. Well, ninety
0: seven. Don't act like it's a different fucking decade. Just a few I know months or something.
2: Top, I'm giving three years of just kind of barren. Well,
0: stuff. I mean, and then on the back end of that, you had I mean, I don't know the years or everything, but like if I mean, and then Kid A must have come out in there too. This is some of the most critically Kid A was rocks. in two thousand
2: one.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. So right within that, within those parameters, more or less ninety seven, a little on the early side. I just don't think the fact that there wasn't much other good music doesn't mean, you know, that I should I'm saying like this, this anymore. Was,
2: this was a. I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying you, I don't care if why you, you like you, this song. I don't know why I'm you bring up other
0: bands. What's the relevance of them?
2: But well, what I'm saying is there was kind of a, a barren scape for for rock and roll, and then this was something new and exciting. But, and it was it was a sound that that you know you say it sounds like the Velvet Underground. That's fine. That's something. That's a sound that hadn't really been around for thirty years term, at that long, point. Long so it, it was a new sound for rock was it grunge it wasn't radiohead it was something different it was more like garage rock almost but for a modern age and that's what they sounded like to to kids like me who were 18 at the time and wanting to not hear jam bands i wanted well, fucking hey, good like easy uh, I wanted good rock and roll but listen yeah I did, right. but like radiohead's ra- great I, i'm not just going to listen to one band i, w- I want to listen to other bands. radiohead is great i'm not i'm not going to argue that
3: whatsoever but I do think that this was a little less self-serious rock. It was—it was a return to like the Doors, the Ramones, like just a bunch of guys fucking in leather, playing loud guitars and screaming and growling into a microphone. Yeah, and that—that was—that was—that wasn't around um, in the late '90s. It, even in the early '90s, it was such like self-serious Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins, like like I feel like the strokes can also like laugh at themselves a bit like everything is just kind of like not an inside joke but they're they're kind of like like I said before like they have attitude and even if it is false it's worked it fucking works and it's real like their their take on things is is a, is a has done them very well it's
0: just this is the, this is literally the easiest kind of music to go out and imitate it doesn't take much skill the vocals aren't anything special, no r- special riffs, no special lyrics, no special nothing except a bunch of sass. I think I think, the, I think it, just my point is anybody else, even like Jack White, there's there's uh, originality, there's proficiency, <laughs> there's there's something never heard before. Literally almost. I could teach guys in six months to bang out music like this. And so if you're just going to want to get into rock and roll to be cool, <laughs> then you what? could do that. <laughs> Look. No, I'm just saying Listen, I'm just saying there, there's no rhythm. There's no riffs. What isn't that rock and roll? Isn't that what the fucking Kinks did? Isn't that what bands like that? They had riffs. They came up with riffs sounds you'd never heard before. There was some original contribution.
2: Well, okay. Again, it again. This was a sound that, at least for me at the time, was new and exciting, and it was rock and roll. Now whether. So they learned it in six months or fucking five weeks. I didn't care. I was just like, this is great. I, I can go see this band. They're around my age or a little bit older than me. And this is, this is good music. This is fun music to listen to. I'm not just listening to classic rock or, or fucking. Well, it's not.
0: I hear you. And that's cool. You know, if you, if you, if you haven't heard much Velvet Underground, I can see why you might do this.
2: I've heard Velvet Underground's entire catalog,
0: but. At that point, at, by say, time you're 18? Mm,
2: probably, actually, probably not. By the time I was 18. Well, I definitely had that Nico album. I, I loved that Um one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and
3: I I do love the Velvet Underground, Um, and I know that that's a big part of it. I, I love that they,
2: and especially in the song, like took a torch from them. On that point real quick, though, what, what you're talking about, and granted, it's this song, and like Neil said, this is the first song. Usually when bands first come out, They are going to sound like whatever their influence is. Now, what they develop into, I think, is where do they go from here? Is kind of the key. And their second album, it's their best album, and it's phenomenal. And it, I don't, yeah, it holds up. I don't want to say to any Velvet Underground album, but like it's really good and it's really.
3: I think they're just as important as the Velvet Underground in some ways. I I mean, mean
2: to rock. I mean, no, I mean no, I mean. No,
3: well, when, hist- when history is written, I mean, they're going to be a big part of the sound of the, f- the 21st century. Like, they... I mean,
2: they ushered in a new era of rock and roll, no, they period. Whether you, li- whether you think no, you so or not... you think agree, but, right, they right, you're, but you're not they didn't right. They did
0: usher it in. The White Stripes would still be the White Stripes, the Black Keys would still be the Black... All these bands would still be these bands without the Strokes.
3: There's a reason. I mean, I listened to a bunch of White Stripes. It never caught my ear. It was like, it's fine. I, I think it's... I really think that... Jack is very talented, but I their music, uh, apart from a couple of the hits, and, like, but it's not Icky paint by numbers. Whether you but... dig it or not, but
0: it's not paint by numbers. To me, to me, this is like what Greta Van, Greta Van Fleet is to Led Zeppelin. These so, guys are okay, developing. Well, that
2: is so, preposterous. No, yeah, it's that's, not. that's fucking the that Same fucking derivative, ridiculous. Bullshit. That is the most ridiculous thing. Why is that on any more ridiculous
0: in your opinions? It, it's imitation rock.
2: Greta Van Fleet. Is basically a cover band with their own song. Well, that's why if, if we're talking to about this if we're
0: talking about this song, this sounds just like some bad fucking Velvet Underground. No,
3: no, it sounds like some great Velvet Underground, and
2: it's <laughs> fucking. It was a whole. Well, it was. Let's move into the music a little bit because I, I yeah. almost say like this is something that almost reminds me of the Cars more than Velvet Underground. Yeah, yeah. Why? The, 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 the pop, way the, the, the way the solo comes in, the way it comes in, and, and the, the, the 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 brevity of it. Um, and it's a super rocking. That dude, now Neil, you
0: know co- damn well that dude ain't got shit on the guitar player from the Cars. He shouldn't be mentioned in the same breath.
2: No one it's said a great is, solo. it's a I think good. The, I think the solo is the best part of the song. I, I love it. I mean, it comes in. It's just it's well, so rocking. Cool. I mean, so it, driving. It is and cool. It's, and, and it's, it's kind, it's kind it's of quick. It has, and it gets to the point And it's just it's great. It is good.
3: Has like some surf rock sensibilities to it. It has it has a little bit of everything, like we've been talking about. The collage of like just stroke songs.
2: Um. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, the thing I think you know, he kind of up on a hill is where we begin, and then you know, you have the little don't want you here, let me go. Oh, let me go, 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 go,
1: go, go, go. Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> see the I can see the Don't ever read
0: that again. L- yeah. the Lou Reed Um It's just rock old cool boy gibberish It's just like I want to say some cool sound of shit and wear my jeans Yep and my, no, and I agree Gucci with that My sunglasses I agree
3: with that no, I agree this song that it for is sure. That's There it, is some gibberish but it is a lot like I said before he's like a a one-liner like he just has a lot of good ones one lines It's also like a debut
2: album so they're still finding themselves you know they in this song Here's my thing
0: if it wasn't for their name and their style and all that shit like just music alone maybe maybe their second album would have been their debut and then maybe i think we'd have a more you know merit-based conversation but for this to be heralded as some anything is something i just don't understand because
2: um i don't think this song is heralded as anything but i'm honestly. saying like
0: we're, well, we're talking about the beginning it's of the band one of their
3: and, definitely top 10 best songs i mean i don't think so well i mean. I I did the research. It definitely is considered <laughs> by, by, by a lot of different by, lists by stroke heads. by ninety <laughs> nine point nine percent non Joshes.
0: Nine out of ten non Joshes say this is well. One of there, their listen,
3: songs. listen, fellas. There's a reason I picked this song. I'm a huge Strokes fan, and this was the one I decided to pick. So obviously, it's not too bad.
0: I mean, it's like, I don't think it's terrible. It's just
3: I think it's just fun. Like my original point was, I just I have fun listening to the Strokes, and this song in particular. It definitely doesn't make you think.
2: <laughs> all right this week we want to give a shout out to our friends from the band bad business who have their own podcast called imbibe the vibe check it out hey all you pod gay rock and roll to your fans
1: this
3: is alex jackson from the imbibe
1: the vibe podcast
3: have you ever wondered what should i drink while enjoying a fine piece of music we did and we made a show about it we take really fancy cocktails and mix them with cool tunes And we also teach you how to mix those fancy drinks so you can do them at home. Check us out wherever your pods are served. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And remember, like we say, have fun fun out there.
2: Let's get into the music aspect of this. So, what do you think about the guitars?
0: I mean, there's eight notes and...
3: You don't like the like the competing guitar, the nature of like the bump, 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 bump. I like that. It's, it's a very right. like push and pull kind of like a lot of their songs have rhythms that work together, but are also kind of dissonant.
0: I think my issue is, you know, because again, like I am very much into rhythm and stuff and like, this kind of music has timing. Like it's not at a time, but it doesn't really have a lot of rhythm or swing to me. It's very choppy. That 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 that. But that, 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 that. I do think I do think
3: Julian's vocals bring in the swing because that's why he's always he's 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 kind of like a Lou
0: Reed crooner. Kind but of, in the sense <laughs> that he's so hyper deadpan, he makes even the eighth notes feel like they're swinging a bit. Like I could maybe see it, but but no, but his voice does
3: swing. Just a. Rolling in the ocean na, na, na. where he's
1: like I, just, uh, I think
2: I think the way that they play in his vocal kind of it, it it makes they sound almost robotic well in this yeah movie, exactly you know, totally over rhythm. Which it fits with the mo- with the t- title of the song yeah. and like what you're coming out of like it's like a New York City thing I'm assuming and
3: I think Julian's always wanted them to sound like a a band from the future like he had yeah, a quote I mean, I where he's like they definitely we want to that... sound like a band from like the '60s that got in a time machine and came out at yeah. least an album <laughs> in 2000 and we we should does, say, so that's so- why he said. He did say that, yes. So we
0: want to sound like a band from the 60s that got in a time machine and came out and released the album in 2000.
3: And they totally crushed it. Yeah, they sound exactly <laughs> like an imitation yes. fucking version of Yes, and that's why I like them so much. It's the easiest yes. band ever to imitate. Oh, my God. They really are what do you the mean? easiest. Because here's the Go thing. Go for it. Write me one song that I sounds like a I don't want to imitate that shit.
0: I'm saying it's like. Oh, but you could? I've got a secret that's better to. than the song.
3: Okay. okay.
2: <laughs> the So, wait, wait. you got a secret.
0: It's a song I wrote.
2: There's no fucking secret. I thought you Josh. said, I have a secret that's better
0: than this song. <laughs> well, I got one of those too. I got no, a bunch of
3: those. No, it's not. It's fine. I got Jonathan. a bunch you're, of those. Josh. Your, your fucking secret song oh, is fine. On, it's on, better than this song. It's more honest. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. At least that you can tell so who it is. Fucking... Okay, fucking so, jump off that high horse, so, bro. So I'm just saying, say...
0: I'm not the Gucci fucking wearing fucking prep school boys on the When is he ever wearing, wearing
3: fucking Gucci, dude? I'm sure dude. when is he
0: always wearing Gucci. No, dude, I don't think on. he pisses wears it, Gucci. Here's what pisses me off. I don't take no shortcuts. I spent the oh. money I saved up. Sure you did. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's just bullshit it's like...
3: You're just cherry-picking lyrics you I'm just like. reading the lyrics. I want to steal your innocence. <laughs> hey, that's what we to do To me, here. my life, it don't make sense. We don't like.
0: Those strange... I mean, it's
3: just like... Can we talk about this song? That's not this song. I'm reading the lyrics. You, well, no. that's Those aren't the lyrics. This you is didn't even modern listen age, to the song. Right? No. Well, Google has the wrong results. That oh, is not the lyrics. Oh, am I, am I supposed
0: to know?
2: Because you got to listen to the fucking song, bro. I listened song, to the bro. song.
0: All I heard is blah, 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 would, blah, would, blah, 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 blah,
2: <laughs> that we should say the strokes are made up of julian casablanca's own vocals nick valenci on lead and rhythm albert hammond jr on rhythm and lead nikolai for how do you say his name for Fr- on Teddy, bass i think and fabrizio moretti on drums fabrizio. so what do you think about the rhythm section in the song
0: just, just same eighth notes for fucking beginners
2: yeah well sometimes
3: the simplest is the best sometimes you don't have to uh Get too crazy on the rhythm if you have enough style and attitude to carry
0: exactly it <laughs> style and attitude. Yeah, that's but, all you yeah, got in not... this whole fucking song is a bunch <laughs> he of, of right bullshit. Into that,
3: man. I, I'm gladly. <laughs> Why do you think they're so good?
0: Style and they attitude. They don't. I mean, they should they be called party sound boy. And They have
3: a and like I said before, like whether you think it's false or not, it's. Well, fucking worked, it, here's and the thing. I I think they do work. Here's the thing. Hard I think, at I
2: th- what they do, then this song in particular, especially with the music and the droning vocals, it, it's not only robotic, but they can also sound soulless. So I understand why people yeah. don't. I, I get your point, John. I mean, like I don't really care about like his style and Gucci and all that stuff, and like wh- that he was a rich kid, like whatever. Graham Parsons was a rich kid. I, I love his. Don't stuff.
0: like him either. So,
2: yeah. So that um, that th- th- that stuff has nothing to do for me. I, whether I know that or not is irrelevant. I still like the songs, but I I will say the soulless thing, but like, like Neil said, I almost think that's by design. And, and while I'll say like, I I like the Kings of Leon better than I like the strokes. I like my morning jacket, like bands from that era. I I probably like them. I probably like the white stripes a little bit more, maybe about the same, but this song particular gives you an idea of what the potential they have to become for me to, to become what they did on their subsequent albums
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it too Is just kind of what you're into You know, and yeah. like Certainly I would rather hear somebody that I think is fucking weird That I even don't really like Than someone that I feel like as soon as I hear it it thinks Makes me think of somebody else That's to me To me, rock and roll, there should be some And this is where it, to, I'll give you credit Like to me, this is where my argument maybe does get a little thin, but I don't think it's just a criticism. I think when you hear Nirvana or, Nirvana or Pearl Jam or Little Richard or Pink Floyd or even the Kings of Leon or, or whoever, you hear some struggle. You hear some like, I don't know, man, yeah, we're just no. fucking going for it. And I don't hear that here. I hear like, oh, we don't have nothing to lose. Like I hear like, well, fuck it. We might as well go out and that cool for a while.
3: And I agree with that because I, I think they, do, they have a lot of Doors mentality but not the, like, the pain. You know what I mean? Right, they, right, they have totally. like they have the pain of like
2: the relationship stuff, but well, look, I'm not trying to to judge anybody that I don't know like what the hell is going on in their personal life. I I don't know that much about these guys whether they have money or not. This and that, you know, who who knows what their childhoods were like or, or anything like that. So like I'm not saying I'm not I'm not going to say that, that sit here and say that there's no like struggle with these guys. I I understand yeah, that yeah. in this song it doesn't come across. Uh, but I don't think that's. I think the point of this song is yeah. kind of a carefree attitude in between at a certain point in your life, and and I think for that point in you know when you're that age, if, if if this if you heard this when you were that age, this for and for me who was eighteen when this came out, it was something new and exciting. Now whether I thought. That it was great or not it was just something that was exciting yep. and and you do feel carefree and so it was easy to kind of fall yeah. into that and
3: i think it's it's, it's the reason i chose the song is because it's carefree like there's you're not going to find many stroke songs that say in the sun sun having fun <laughs> it's always like struggle and yeah. uh, That's... just late nights and eating alone and <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, and to be fair, there's also just general aesthetics, right? Like, everyone doesn't like everything. I remember, like, when folks were like, oh, dude, have you heard No Doubt? And I was like, no, let me check it out. And I was like you like this like I just didn't I didn't you don't like no doubt yeah I mean it's not really I mean like okay,
3: okay.
2: But... well that's like sublime I want I want to throw any speaker that's playing sublime out the window into mm. the ground I want to I want to be like never play like, that I again I cradle it and listen to it
0: <laughs> you, you want to nurse it from your teeth you want to <laughs> nurse sublime from your teeth
3: <laughs> when you grab hold of me uh, so so yeah uh, so I, I,
0: I mean my point is I'll, you know it, it could just be a different of aesthetics and then if you don't then if something gets on your nerves then like the more other people tell you about it the more you're like oh god yeah. I really can't stand them well
3: let's move into production I guess
2: yeah Gordon Raphael is the producer which
3: this is basically his claim to fame
2: yeah um, kind of made but
3: him. I do I must say the production on this song specifically the whole album I love the just straight up live garage rock. Production Julian's singing through a freaking PV amp, like a little shitty solid state amp. Like, I love because the, the vocals almost sound like they're coming in, like on a scratchy AM radio. Like, you it, just you just tuned into this, like, yeah, son, son, have it. like you can almost it, it's almost
2: has a static to it, it. it, yeah. It's it's clean, but with a little edge to it. And, and so, I think in that way, in what they Jonathan, like you said, that what they kind of present themselves as, I mean, this is a good. You know, the production is basically a, a mirror of that, mirrors that.
0: Okay, here's what this is. Here's what it reminds me of. Even that, like, using that PBM for the vocals. I used to work at a Barney, New, uh, Barney Greengrass, which is a restaurant on top of, on top of uh, Barney, New York, in Beverly Hills. It's really high-end, really nice clothing. And I remember I was walking through the clothing section, and there was a, like a just a totally generic waffle-like thermal that, like, it cost, like, $8 at Big Lot's. And it had, like, a magic marker pentagram and wrote, had, like, Motley Crue, like, 1982 tour. <laughs> and it was, like, $190. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is Sweet. the strokes. And it's like, yeah, you guys <laughs> are using a shitty amp to sound like life is hard. You don't have nothing. But you got everything you want. You can make it sound oh, good. man, you you're
3: reading to. too much into
0: no, it's, it, man. Let me be more concise. It's affected.
3: No. Listen, man. I mean, there were a bunch of kids. Yes, they is it they were all. Is it
2: distressed? They were it's
3: all effective. at private school, and they they're all rich, <laughs> but like they jeans. still worked their ass off to fucking come up with a kick-ass sound. Like,
0: uh, well, and I think that's where you know, if you don't dig the you sound, know,
3: like you can't take. They're not just a bunch of rich kids who just are like, oh, we can just fucking stumble into this rock stardom. No, it took a lot of fucking hard work and a lot of creativity. I mean, you know? and I think
0: this if you like it, you can see that. If you don't like it. To me, it just sounds like dudes who stumble and into I
3: and I totally hear you. I think there's many reasons to not like the Strokes, but almost how I opened up this pod that it's so tied to my love life and a lot of good times throughout the past yeah 10, and I can see 20 that twenty years. Like it just, I mean, and it's and it goes to say like, well, there's something about music in general where like when it hits you, when a band yeah if you associate band, it with good, it times, so important for sure. Yeah, there, there's a world in which I hate the Strokes. And, and look, like, I, in a multiverse, look, I
2: fucking hate them. Look, I, I will say, like, I, I listened to the first three albums yesterday, Thanksgiving, when running errands or whatever, and I, this is not their best album. You know I mean? This is a debut album with a, pretty, a sound that got pretty, people excited at a time. Good, it's not as good as their second or it's, third, it's, it's, I don't it's think. It's filled so, with hits. But- there are only two songs that could, could, be, could be considered hits on this. Last album. night, someday, this song. This is not a hit.
3: Uh, barely legal. Total it, that a hit. is the that's, <laughs> uh, that's the song Johnny was quoting.
2: Um, hey, the lyrics um, just it?
0: said. Yeah, no, so, that was barely legal. See, it should have um, been called "barely illegal." All
2: right, so as we kind of slide into our under the influence section. Yes. We, I mean, we've hit that a good bit, but yeah. I mean, I would say, <laughs> you know, velvet underground. Um, I, I think the cars as well. I think the kinks just for the kind of the garage rock aspect of it, you know, and then if you're talking about things that they influence, I mean, I, you know, Interpol was around the same time. The Libertines, I think, are probably around the same time. Um, I think that's a good, a that's app.
0: definitely a good comp The Libertines But I think the, yeah. the songs I've heard of theirs I found more interesting Even though Pete Doherty Feels like a fucking annoying dude <laughs>
2: um, The Libertines are are cool Yeah I mean
3: I, yeah. I enjoy some well, of their stuff it's one of the reasons I chose this song is because it's so rich in influence and what it influenced afterwards. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, there like, were all the bands, like The Vines like it w- and The
2: Killers, and like all of them coming with the skinny ties and stuff, <laughs> and they they were all just copying the Stroke style. Well, and which, even
3: like the, the Arctic Monkeys, their latest album, opens with the song, I Just Wanted to Be One of the Strokes. Yeah, I mean, all, all, any,
2: any rock and roll band that came out after them um, were influenced but, by them.
3: But no, like I wrote down, I mean- Whether musically or stylistically- First is Velvet Underground, the Cars, the Doors, the Clash, and I I I do think a dash of the Rolling Stones, just their like party rock and roll attitude, good riffs, good buddies, fucking on top of the world. Like they have a lot of similarities with the the Stones and some of their stuff. Yeah,
0: it just all feels like an advertisement to me. Feels like a cologne commercial.
3: (laughs)
1: Okay, but but they weren't, man.
2: So as we, there are no. I I couldn't find a cover of the song. As we slide together under the covers. Slide, slide. I didn't hear I didn't hear any covers of the song.
3: <laughs> no, there was one cover that I wrote down. It was um Julian <laughs> sang this with the Raconteurs, your good buddy Jack White, in twenty nineteen, December. So like a year ago in Mexico City, the Raconteurs played Modern Age with oh, Julian nice. came out. Well, they used vocals. to tour and stuff
2: together. When yeah, and it's it's so out. cool
3: that like that someone like Jack White is like, oh, let's play that Modern Age song. Why would he pick that if he didn't think it was a dope well, ass he might song? Think it's a dope, he
0: <laughs> thinks stripes are cool to wear all the time too. I mean, I don't agree with everything about the man, but th- there's a band. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a British band called Kasabian. No, nope. that was yes, yeah, that was kind of okay. of this ilk, a little heavier, which I yeah. like. I dig that stuff. I never
2: got into them, but I, I I've heard a couple other songs. I'd also say if you like this. If you like this kind of music, there's a book <clears throat> called "Meet Me in the Bathroom," which is about yeah. the, this music Lillie scene. Thompson. Yeah, it, it's great. I read it. It's almost like oral history type deal of you know
3: LCD, LCD strokes. sound system, uh, the Strokes, the A's,
2: yeah. you know, TV on the Radio. After that, the Killers, um, and now that brings us to, but uh, but does the shoe fit, Neil? I'm assuming the shoe
3: fits, and I'm gonna borrow one of your phrases. It fits like a casual boot, but
2: but casual a beer boot. soaked,
3: a beer soaked casual boot. A beer boot. soaked, like I like it. it fit. Solo not, cup, not a
0: chuka,
2: not a chuck. <laughs> You're kicking solo cups down the street, Johnny.
0: Yeah, no, no. The shoe definitely doesn't fit. It's like
3: yeah, it's the wrong size. It's left. It's a, They're both left. Yeah, left, left. It's 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 like one of
0: those. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, pointy-toed shoes and skinny ties. And uh, here's my thing, honestly, and this is going to sound – I don't like attitude. I can deal with attitude in rock. and sure the Stones have some and all this stuff. But all those – there's always a humility to it. And I really don't like attitude. I hate the quintessential or the archetypal dickhead musician. I can't stand that fucking – because you're lucky to be making any money doing something you love. So I think that's one thing that that kind of sass – that's what I'm saying – to me. The they should be called party boy.
3: <laughs> I just I was writing down uh, all these names. No, no, I mean you're not wrong. You're I wrong. was writing
0: down all these things like names uh, like Party Boy. <laughs> Velvet Rope Rock. I heard someone say Symphonic Colonic. I don't know if that's fair, but you know, it's an interesting symphonic idea. Symphonic colonic. <laughs> yeah, easy, easy. <laughs> I'm just saying I, just, I don't um, know if that's fair. Well, I'm saying I'm saying uh, people I'm have wrong. said that. I'm not saying I'm saying I've heard I've heard people say that. I'm not saying it's true. I've heard people say that. <laughs> uh, a lot of
2: people are saying people it. People are saying it. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. It's probably I true. Know.
0: I mean, it's, it's true. probably true. I don't know.
2: I don't know. Best one to hear. Don't quote me on that, but...
0: <laughs> well,
3: and I had I had
2: one more point to make here to wrap this up. I, well, I guess you don't care if the shoe fits for me, know Does the shoe fit... Does Josh... Well, this this would actually probably work better for Jonathan. The, the The shoe fits like a pair of high tops. I don't have to lace up. That would probably impress some folks in like the city, but I don't understand. You mean like the
0: one why. like Michael J. Fox had in Back to the Future 2 or something that you just put on like, and <laughs> yes. self That would impress I just press the city a folks. <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: no, <laughs> that Scott. makes perfect sense. That's a good comp. It's a good comp. But um, as far as doing some video research, uh, this song was their first American television debut on Conan O'Brien oh, nice. in like '99 or 2000. So, and it was cool. I mean, they look like just teenagers. They're just fucking, and it's it's just so cool. This this song started this revolution of uh, of, of a good sound in rock. It's it's not um, it's it's not anything that's just completely amazing, but they definitely have a deserved place in rock history, and it started with this song.
0: And I'll say this. I mean, like, I don't like Kiss, but there are a lot of people I like who have referenced Kiss. <laughs> like like the guys from Pearl Jam. I love that. Love Kiss. That's the
3: ultimate diss.
0: At the end, yeah. you're
3: trying to be nice, no, but you saying, disguised like, it as a fucking, oh, they're kind of like Kiss.
0: Like, well, I mean, like, uh, like the they're the
3: Kiss of the
2: early aughts.
0: <laughs> I've heard I've heard Pearl Jam, the guys from Pearl Jam reference Kiss, I've heard Tom Morello reference Kiss, and I'm just like, I can't stand it, but... Hey, you know, if it influenced Arctic Monkeys, cool. If it influenced Kasabian or whoever, <laughs> cool. You know. Well, I mean, I'll end it on
2: this. And Neil, I I understand why you.
0: Actually, one more thing I'll say. Look, I, I I'll have an open invitation to anybody from The Strokes if they want to call me to find out how to have no career at all. <laughs> I'll be happy to feel that if they want to make sure they're if just you want dead to in turn the D O A, dead on arrival, <laughs> no career whatsoever. They can call me. I'll tell them how to get nowhere. Slowly. Julian's Sports Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Julian's Sports Jam. And on that note,
2: <laughs> and on that note, we are now going to play the 2001 Smash not, It, not Smash, smash it, it by The Strokes, of the Modern Age.
1: Up on a hill here's where we begin this little story a long time ago start to pretend stop pretending it seems this game is simply never ending Oh in the sunshine having fun it's in my blood. I just can't help it, don't you it right now and let me go. Uh, let me in, uh, go, 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 go. Leaving just in time, stay there for a while. Rolling in the ocean, trying to catch her eye. Work hard and see it's easy. And do it just to so please me. Tomorrow will be different. So I pretend I'm leaving. AV8, I wish you hadn't stayed. My vision's clear now, but I'm unafraid. Flying overseas, no time to feel the breeze. I took too many varieties. Oh, in the sun, sun having fun. It's in my blood. I just can't help it. Don't Julie it right now and let me go, darling, let me in, go, 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 Leaving just in time, Stay there for a while, rolling in the ocean, trying to catch her eye. work hard and see a sea. Tomorrow will be different.
3: So up leaving Okay the cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond and Neil Marsh. Thanks for listening to Podgave Rock and Roll to you. Um, if you'd like what you've heard, please subscribe wherever you listen. If you'd like to uh, reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Podgave Rock. Next week is Josh's week. What will we be uh, talking about?
2: We will be discussing Jerry Rafferty's hit right down the line. Can't wait! <laughs>